Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League Podcast. Presented by Jigsaw Health. And now, your hosts, Danny Jensen and the Orchard Security Guy. Arizona Pickleball family, it is Patrick Sullivan Jr. again sitting in for Danny this week on the pregame podcast. How are you out there in Pickleball land, OSG? How are you feeling today on this fine Monday morning? Really good, really good. Had some phone calls earlier today. Uh, we're working together with some, uh, you know, the the World Net and Frame Association uh putting together some things to get in our uh, stamp of approval from, you know, obviously, you know, we do about a 73 point inspection, all our nets here. Yes. People maybe uh, want that at their facility. And uh, we just kind of came out with a new stamp of approval that you'll see that we put on all our nets. Okay. So a lot of people out there, if you want possibly that 73 point inspection, come by, get the stamp of approval. We now have that available. For the listeners of the show, uh, welcome in if you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see this is a sticker that has the OSGNA James Bond type of stance. And between his legs is <laughs> one of the largest QR codes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, if that was a real-life QR code, yes, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. You said this is the Net and Frame Association. Where are they, where are they based out of? Well, it's the, the world. Net and Frame Association. And where where are they based out of? Is that? I think it's a little town in Switzerland somewhere. That would make sense, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, joining us here today on the podcast, give it up <laughs> for Scott Kilpatrick. Yes. The general manager of the Surprise Stinger, Scott Kilpatrick. Mm -hmm. I say that with some trepidation because I'm sitting next to a guy named Kilpatrick. Mm. Yes. Uh, OSG, are we, did You're we okay. frisk him, okay. Scotty, I, on the way yeah. in? He's checked. He's checked. He's how checked. many, how many Cleared. point of a check was that on Scotty? 16 we usually do mm. with our guests. Yep. Okay. So 16, all 16. And he yep. passed all 16. He got all 16. Scott Kilpatrick did. Kilpatrick. Except his, his bag code. is in the car. Except for the QR code. Scotty, thanks for coming to the podcast. You are Tell welcome. me, are you a fan of the podcast? I love the podcast. Yeah, of course. Of course. I love it. He's just saying that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Scotty, let's jump to the big news. Okay. Tomorrow, week six, surprise stingers, 0-2, yes. taking on Scottsdale Scorchers, 0-2. It feels like another week of playoffs in here. I think it is. I think it's a must win. What's going on with the group chat with the surprise stingers right now? Well, we made a change with the team. You did make a change we on the team. made a change with the team, so we substituted out one of the ladies. Okay. And brought in a new a new player, Angie Walker. Angie Walker, okay. Mm -hmm. So um, looking forward to uh, seeing how we do. Okay, when did this change happen? Was this uh, over the weekend? Was the commission involved in this one? Uh, Would you like me involved. to tell you when that was? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to know. So that came through the wire, I believe. It was uh, one twenty-six Pacific Standard Time okay. on Wednesday. Yeah, okay. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So Angie Walker, uh, what part of the valley does she live in? I actually don't know. Okay. I don't know. It I doesn't know matter. It turns out you can play for any team. LeBron yeah. doesn't live in uh, Los Angeles. That's right. No. 
Yeah, he lives in like Glenwood or something like that. <laughs> it's probably a very nice house just outside of. I Los would imagine. Angeles. I would imagine. Yeah. Well, th- that's exciting. What? Uh, tell us more about Angie Walker. What is? What are fans going to be seeing in her place? Well, I'm going to find out tonight. Okay. Because we have our first practice with her tonight. All right, Stingers here, practicing at the 7 Orchard. PM. Oh, fantastic. So the first time the four of us are going to be able to get together. I know that Nico, one of our guys, is very familiar with Angie and her play style. Okay. She's played with uh, at least one other guy that's in the league, I know for sure, yes. in, in one of the tournaments. So um, looking forward to kind of figuring out, you know, how we're going to match them up. Angie Walker, we look forward to welcome you, welcoming you here on Tuesday night, Pickleball at mm-hmm. the Orchard, tomorrow night. OSG, do you have any predictions on that game? Well, I was thinking about that with Angie. There's no way that we can kind of describe what she's going to feel like when she has the Colts barks behind her, announcements coming, that first serve coming in there. So it'll be interesting to see that. I think we're going to have a real close match because both teams understand the severity of what may or may may not happen. Mm. And four of the five get into the playoffs. And one is out. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting element of our format here. Uh, We have a 10-week-long season, which means every team plays each other one time. Four teams make it to the playoffs, and one team does not make it. Scotty, what are your chances of being that one team? Uh, I I don't think that's very strong. I think we're going to win tomorrow night. Um, You know, we've had some challenges with the third quarter in particular. That's why we ended up trying to make a change here. Yeah. Um, our guys have done very well. They're positive in both of their fourth quarter matches. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Um, when you look at our two games or two matches, we've won two quarters. We've lost two quarters in each. Mm-hmm. So I feel pretty good that um, Angie's going to come in. I think she might be, you know, a little bit intimidated by the environment here. It's pretty fun and noisy and yep. different. Um, but I think she'll settle in quickly and rock and roll. That's great. Uh, Speaking of that, I did a little research on ArizonaPBL.com where we have the scores of all five matches as well as the standings. In Q3, quarter three, for the Stingers, game one, the difference was 22 to four. And in game two, the difference was 20 to seven. That's a total of 31 point differential given up in point three. In the standings in total, your team is only 34 points differential. That's correct. So that so you must have done the same math. I did the math. You did the math. I did. Tell me what it was like uh, as a general manager to go through this thought process. So for those that don't know, Susie was the player that was let go. Susie is a friend to all of us here on the show. We pickle with her. Yep. Uh, these are not easy decisions when you're talking about really, you know, having to drop a friend that's true it was uh it was not an easy choice to make um you know after the first match when um you know we got kind of destroyed there in that third quarter um there was a little bit even Susie was like oh my god you need to drop me (laughs) um well you know my point then was absolutely not I've played with Susie a bunch she's a she's a total beast on the court and you know I think she was just maybe a little intimidated by the environment didn't really show her best stuff. So I was like, now nah, game two, you're going to come out on fire and, you know, we're going to rock and roll. Um, unfortunately, you know, we kind of had the, not as bad, but, you know, the yeah. third quarter was still painful for us. And we just, um, we got behind so much, there was no way for us to kind of catch up even in the fourth. So, um, you know, at that point, you kind of have to make a decision and 
you got to make a change and it's a, you know, it's a must win game for us. Yeah. So, um, there was really no choice at that point. We had to make a, a decision and go with it. So we'll see. I mean, it was, it was difficult and I talked to Susie quite a bit about it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't feel great about it, but at the end of the day, we've, we've got to try to win this game here. So the folks at home may or may not know that each player on every team is receiving a game check of $500 per game. So if you play four games, you're getting two grand from the Arizona Pickleball League because we believe that the worker is worth their wage and they're working their tail off out here on Tuesday night to put on a good show. A lot of players don't, or a lot of fans may not even know how much extra drilling all of the players in the Arizona Pickleball League have been dedicating because of the the feeling and the excitement. And quite frankly, there's energy and there's nerves playing at Tuesday Night Pickleball at the Orchard. Scotty, we do pay the general managers $500 a month. Is that worth it? Totally. <laughs> I actually didn't we are even, not paying you enough I actually for the decisions. I that, didn't know we were getting paid. <laughs> he signed a contract. <laughs> he didn't even realize. And his ACH form <laughs> had been filled out wrong. So our this is a funny aside. And OSG, maybe you've been through a situation like this before where uh, our CFO sent an email to Scotty and said, hey, we got a rejection on your ACH payment. And Scott's answer was like, oh, my account, it only does, uh, it's not used to deposits. <laughs> yeah. It's it's wasn't just good for withdrawals. It probably just scared the account. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I want to go back to your group. It's practicing for the first time. Did you talk to Sarah at all about Angie? Had she known of her? Or you know if she's played with her before? No, I talked with uh, I talked with Nico about it originally, and then you know we were going to make the change. Um, a little bit earlier, but then there were some scheduling conflicts with Angie and a possible trip coming up. And so we kind of put it on ice for a minute and then it sort of got reignited when you contacted me about maybe some other stuff that might be happening, which I won't say what that was, but there was some other stuff um, that might've impacted our thought process as well. But um, that didn't happen. So we kind of had to pick the other ball back up and say, okay, we're going to have to deal with the scheduling. Yeah. conflicts and you know and figure it out because we play tomorrow and then we don't play again for a month yeah so i would have loved to get a little bit more time together with the team yeah. um but just the way things played out and then some of our, our team members are doing clinics and they actually have real jobs and work and coach t-ball and sure things like that so the you know the schedule sometimes a little tricky to get all four together and do I need to make a call to see if we can get that transaction into your account now? Or <laughs> I think it's good. I don't know. We are good now. <laughs> I think we figured. I'm just going to put. A, I'm just going to put a note. Yeah, please. Just in just case of yes, ask, ask uh, my wife Amy when you see her tomorrow night, Derek. If uh, if that deposit hit, <laughs> <laughs> she might be inclined to say no. I don't know the logins or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scotty. Um, you know, I bring up money on purpose. Look, a lot of people don't want to talk about money, but to me, I think money, uh, like it's, you know, the, one of my favorite books is um, by Ayn Rand, and one of the characters uh, talks about uh, how if we don't trade money, we will trade bullets. So money, the love of money is the root of all evil, but money itself is not evil. Part of the reason I bring this up, uh, by the way, I just realized I skipped over the total name of the book, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Um, 
you have an interesting business background. Could you tell us a little bit more about it? And actually, take it from there, please. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll try to be brief. Um, been in the restaurant industry since 1996. Started a concept called Raw Sushi in 97 with some buddies. Grew it to four units, sold it to Benihana. Went to work for Benihana for a number of years as a publicly traded company. Opened 25 raw restaurants in nine different states. Um, you know, went from just a total mom and pop operation to, to something pretty serious and a few thousand employees and all that stuff. Um, ended up getting out of that, buying a little concept called Sauce Pizza and Wine from Sam Fox. Ran that for the last eight years. Um, opened a handful of stores in and out of the state. And um, we just recently sold that to a larger publicly traded restaurant company in December. So um, I wasn't kidding when I said my account is not used to <laughs> deposits, <laughs> to deposits <laughs> because I haven't really been working since December. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, it's been an interesting time in the restaurant world the last couple of years with COVID and inflation yeah. and all that stuff. So it's it's uh, it's been a bit challenging. But And the three of us have been pickleball buddies for going on three, four years. Yeah. And I remember I called you during uh, COVID and you're like, yeah, I'm headed down to our shop in Tempe because I got to wash dishes. Yeah. And, and that is the role of the CEO. You got to do whatever it, it takes. was. It was then for sure. Yeah. Learned how to make a pretty good pizza during that time. I'll bet. So part of that background I ask is to say like, what do you see if you have any crystal ball on what's happening with the business of pickleball as things are going on now? You and I have talked a little bit about it off and on. Yeah, we have. Um, you know, I think when you look at these larger entertainment food venues with pickleball, I mean, I think they're great. I haven't had the opportunity to go to like a chicken and pickle yet or, or, or any of the other ones for that matter. But I do think it's would be really fun to be involved with something like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think when you have other avenues of, of revenue, right, whether it's beer and wine and Bloody Marys on Sundays and watching football and maybe playing some pickleball and then, you know, whatever, getting some breakfast and watching a game, I think it makes a lot of sense. So I think pickleball being one of the drivers for that's great. Having other sources of revenue are fantastic. And, you know, I'm anxious to see how they do. I feel like they do well here. I don't know. Chicken and Pickle in Glendale, Arizona, I know is opening in May yeah, of this that. year. And we've actually talked about potentially having a little uh, Arizona Pickleball League party, maybe a uh, season one party at Chicken and Pickle. Uh, we'll find out how that goes. OSG, any thoughts on the security of those kind of places? I, I have we... been out there. I wasn't going to bring that up. I have been out there. It looks like it's coming along nicely. Uh, the fencing is the proper height around the outside. So... We can't have anybody coming in uh, without coming through the main entrance. So I think they're going to be pretty close to that May opening. So okay. far, so good. Cameras, not quite the high-def, uh, slow-speed cameras that we have here, the Canons. Uh, but yeah. good enough for, you know, theft and those type of things. So pretty happy with those. Okay, that's good to know. Can be drink tickets for this party or... I mean, every party that we do, as long as it's being planned and hosted by my lovely wife, mm -hmm. then the amenities will be perfect. Yes. I am not, I'm more of the music guy. I make sure that the, the mood of the room is set well with music, but she's really the, the key to amenities. Yeah, I agree. I've seen her. 
I've seen it. Yeah. She's the, well, and heck, you know what? You have been one of our great general managers that I think has shown up every week. And I've seen you changing batteries on the candle lights and helping people bring in food. Uh, there's just sort of an element to you that I think exemplifies what we love in a general manager. And it was nice to actually get you off the unemployment line for a little bit there, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm bored. So I was coming on down and I'll change a battery in the, the candle. <laughs> All right, let's... Don't touch the net, please. Oh, no, no, no. I don't go near that thing. Okay. Nope. What did... I guess what was sort of the... When you made the change, was there a... It, it, I mean, being CEO of Sauce, I presume, and, and of these other companies, you've had to make some difficult decisions. Mm -hmm. I know as CEO of Jigsaw Health... There's times I've had to make difficult decisions and have had to let people go. Yeah. Was there any of that sort of previous experience that you felt like that came into this play with making that decision? Um, I assume so. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, not sure I thought about that too much. I mean, obviously, Susie's, you know, a pretty close friend of all yeah. of ours, right? So that's a little bit different. Um, you know, typically in the business world, you kind of... You don't say a lot. If you're going to make a change with someone, you just kind of, yep. we've lost our confidence and see ya, you know, kind of a thing versus maybe having a better conversation. And yeah. so Susie and I talked about it, you know, a few times and, um, you know, she was totally cool and, you know, said, I agree, you got to do what's best for the team. And I mean, she felt bad too, you know, the way that the, the games played out. And she said, I feel like I'm letting the guys down and that sort of thing. So she, you know, she was, she couldn't have been sort of nicer and, you know, understanding and everything. It was, it was, it was nice. Cause I certainly didn't want to make that call. Right. And kind of, you know, put it off for a few minutes, but, um, you know, you got to make the decision and, and go with it. So we'll see what happens. I think to a certain extent, that's leadership having to make a difficult call in the midst of ambiguity where you don't know that the other choice, the other direction, the other path mm -hmm. you might go down is going to be better. Uh, did you reach out to your team for input? I mean, is this something that you guys talked about? I did. I did reach out to them. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, they're the, my team's great. Um, they're Everyone's super cool and really friendly, and they're basically just like, hey, we'll support any yeah. decision. I mean, they loved Susie, too, and so yep. she's great. Even our practices, she was fantastic, and, um, you know, they liked playing with her, and she brought a great attitude to practice and things like that, so... I think, you know, nobody was happy about that, but um, they were all basically supportive of, you know, the decision for the team, and let's, uh, let's hope that it's the best one. Well, kudos to you, kudos to the team. It is tough to make difficult decisions, but I feel like that's a part of what we are bringing to the business of pickleball here through the Arizona Pickleball League. We, in the very beginning, as we were uh, assembling teams based upon great local players that we had around here uh, in the area, the Phoenix area, it didn't occur to us until I think almost all the teams had been assembled, you know what, each team really should have a general manager. Mm -hmm. And so we began to think about, you know, who are some of our friends that we know that we think could do a good job at this and actually treat it seriously, uh, wouldn't have to make a ton of money because 500 bucks a month is nice, but it doesn't stretch that far. Right. Um, and so, so far, I think all of our general managers, you know, Mike Givens of the Gilbert Gladiators was the first to sort of break the ice by saying he also had a real big differential in the, in the third quarter and he made a, a you know, big decision yep. and picked up, uh, Ashley Kanda, 
Laria. And was able to then go one and one. And beat us. And beat you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was tough. Mm-hmm. That and was, he called me for my did he really? opinion on that before. So I should have told him the other, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have told him. No, I don't think you should pick up uh, Ashley Kanda. Laria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too fun. Well, you know, the other thing is uh, the J- Danny does a good job of bringing it up. We did do an extensive background check on all these general managers. I just wanted to throw that in there just to make sure we were all set. So, oh, was there anything odd in his background um, that we should have yeah. discussed? Um, hmm. The Must deposit <laughs> thing was a red flag, but we let that go. Okay. Um, Probably wasn't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, not too bad. Wow. That's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. But I just wanted to interject that so that people knew that we uh, did some history, some background on all yeah. of our GMs before mm-hmm. we uh, let them in the yeah. facility. Yeah, not good enough to play in the uh, in the league itself. <laughs> <laughs> now, Scott is a hell of a play- Now, you, you played a lot of pickleball, right? I'm sorry. You played a lot of racquetball. I in did college. when I was a kid. Yeah, in college. Yeah. So if you're ever standing that. across the net from Scott, and you leave a high return of serve to his backhand side, look out! That sucker is coming at you like a freight train. It's it's out every time. Just and it's out. You, you let you should let it go. <laughs> That's also true. You should let it go because it's only going to land in once every twenty times. Duck. Yeah, the goal is to hit somebody. That's it. It's usually me. Yeah, (laughs) Patrick usually just stands there. (laughs) I I don't know why I don't get out of the way. I'm like, I know I can block it this time. It's like a macho thing that I can't get out of my head. My goodness. OSG, I wanted to ask you about the paddle. I noticed you have a Ben John's Yola Hyperion paddle on the table with you right now. Yes. Uh, We're going to talk about this just a little bit on... uh some equipment things that I think are super important that we haven't really talked about uh, in any of our podcasts. So okay, I was going to share that with some people and, and kind of go on that route. Do you want to do that for the close? I think yeah. we're yeah. I think we're probably pretty yeah, much towards there. the end. Let me check my notes. Uh, business hmm. must win. Questions for Scott. Thirty-one out of thirty-four. Yeah, that's all. That's mm-hmm. all my. Uh, that's all yep. my notes. Hey, Eddie, how you doing? Hey, everybody. Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Just, there he goes. He just walked hey. in front of the camera. Eddie's working today. as his laptop. <laughs> That's not working. Or the dogs. <laughs> the, do- get- the dogs are napping. They're on break oh, right now. Okay. Press security. Forgot about that. Well, <laughs> any final uh, words you want to say in notes of encouragement to your team? Any smack talk you want to yeah, deliver to the Scottsdale Scorchers? No, I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think we need to give them any uh, any extra motivation. I think the, the records kind of speak for themselves. We both We both need to go get a win tomorrow. Um, we're going to give it a shot. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. Um, I don't think they're, you know, we don't know who's playing together on our team. So obviously they don't know who's playing on our team yet. We yep. need to figure that out yep. tomorrow. So that'll be interesting, but no, man, looking forward to get after it. Good. Yeah. Looking forward to watching the match. Right. OSG, you want to take us out? Yeah. Pickleballers. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the handle and the grip on your paddle. Now, you have several different types to choose from. You have a long handle, short handle, and there's ones that even have a kind of a slight angle at the bottom of the grip as well. There's also different types of wraps. There's some that are maybe perforated around, uh, some that are like the ones you see here, just nice and flat, 
maybe a little sticky. And some, as you go through there, whether you use a Western grip, semi-Western, Eastern, Northern, Southern, maybe even a one-handed grip, make sure you use the extra wraps if you need for, if you have bigger hands, you want to wrap that a little extra and use, take care of those wraps and adjust those and, and reuse those wraps and, and wrap every tournament. But, you know, there's one thing that's just super important that people don't talk about. No matter what you do, you want to use almond oil. <laughs> and what the almond oil does, it keeps your hands just buttery soft. And that's how you want to have your hands holding on to the paddle. Until the next episode. Good night.